0: a schedule and some type of a routine is helpful so that your brain just remembers to do it, right? So that it can become a regular practice. But when you stray from the schedule, don't be hard on yourself. It's useless to do that. It makes you resent the activity. It makes you resent yourself. It sets you up to have a bad day, especially if this is occurring in the morning. Welcome to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we're chatting about four strategies to unfuck your life in 2021 that actually work and why 2020 isn't actually the worst year ever, according to history. Welcome to Sup, babe, Sonia. What's up, babe? Oh
1: my gosh, excited to be on. How
0: are you, Nicole? I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for joining me. You are amazing. Sonia is just so the I want to I want to give a little background on you. You know, this is what I would do for like another guest host and you deserve the same treatment, boo. So Sonia is (laughs) Sonia is part of the sub babe squad. I I can't say she's my favorite because obviously everybody is my favorite. But Love Sonia. She just brings her cheery disposition and a good attitude always. If you guys are on our Instagram and on our social media, I'm sure you have probably chatted or DM'd with Sonia because she is one of the Sub Babe cheerleaders. And we love her for that. She is at Bentley College. She's graduating this May in the pandemic. She loves all things TikTok. She eats really weird food and posts really entertaining videos about it on TikTok. What else can I tell you about Sonia? She believes in manifesting her best life. And we have had a number of conversations about different things that her and I both do. So Sonia is kind of like a mini me. <laughs> she's She's got all the hope that I used to have in my 20s that my 30s robbed me of. <laughs> No, don't say that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But talking to you reminds me that I need to, you know, act like none of that shit ever happened. Sonia's a little star, you know. She's an intern for us right now. <laughs> and she will be leaving shortly. And I'm so, so, so sad. A lot of the Subbabe Squad is transitioning on to new projects. And I'm happy for them. But at the same time, so sad to lose the ladies who have been my BFFs over this crazy ass time that we've been that we've been living in. Some days they're the only faces I see on Zoom. <laughs> Literally. So, guys, we've talked about 2020 a little bit before, but we thought we would make an episode for you all about, you know, kind of like a bitch fest, right? Like, let's get it all out. Like, let's throw it all out there, get it all on the table, and then leave that shit behind. I saw a meme the other day that was like, first rule of 2021, no talking about
1: 2020. Yeah, no, that's how (laughs) it should be. I don't want to ever think about it.
0: Exactly.
1: But I feel like we've had a lot of good times, a lot of growth, a lot of hardship, but I think it's for the best, and I'm glad it's almost over.
0: Me too. And I'm happy that you're here to give it a proper send off with me. First of all, before we get into that, I just want to take a quick second to say happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever your holidays of choice are. Happy, happy. Thank you so much to all of you amazing, incredible people and ladies and sup babers who have spent your time with me on these last These last six months, you know, our first six months in the podcasting game, but our journey would be nothing without you. You guys mean everything to me. It literally is my reason for being. I'm so humbled and grateful by all the outreach. Like we've talked about before, you guys are always welcome to DM me, to email us, to write us however you want, whatever your heart desires. You can share anything with us. We love hearing your stories. We love being able to help you. So if there's something that we can do for you to make your transition into this new year easier, you can get in touch with us and we go through all those DMs. We respond to each and every message and we're just so grateful for all of your support, whether it be vocal or silent, even just your plays are so meaningful to us. So thank you. Wouldn't be possible without you guys. All right. So Sonia, are you ready for this? What's going on?
1: As ready as I can ever be. I'm ready to- I need,
0: I need you. I need so much more Sonia from you. Like I want, so I want you to like talk my head off like you normally do.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm ready to be a big bad bitch
0: in 2021. <laughs> so guys, this is Sonia's first podcast. She's never done this before, but she might want to start her own podcast. Maybe. So I invited her to join me here today so that she could learn a little bit about how it all works and the behind the scenes. So Big news! This will be like a week behind by the time you guys hear this, but most people probably already know the vaccine by Pfizer has been approved. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so that means that 2021 has a lot of promise, right? The, there's there's hope now that we know that we can start getting to a more normal place, whatever normal is, right? I don't even I don't even like that word anymore because doesn't really reference anything
1: i'm ready to live my prime the way it should be lived
0: <laughs> right your your second semester of your senior year of school you should absolutely be thriving so big facts what happened in 2020 we thought we would sum it all up for you zoom thrived the handshake died prince harry and megan markle quit the royal family you got cozy with your vibrator don't lie You lived in blue light glasses, you canceled jeans, you rallied for what you believe in, you stressed over the election, like all of us, you got a check from Donald Trump that you weren't sure whether to rip or spend... You started styling masks to your outfits. Never before did we think that would happen. You started washing your hands. Woohoo! You did your first TikTok dance. If you're anything like me, it was embarrassing. (laughs) You figured out how to use Apple Podcasts. Hello. You learned how to cook again. You learned how to get literally everything delivered. Amazon made a billion dollars. You learned that love truly can be blind. You mourned RBG. You watched all of Netflix and you're here. What else? What are we missing?
1: In the beginning, when we first started having to wear masks, I was like, I refuse to get anything but that blue colored mask because I'm just going to hope that this is not going to continue. So I was like, I will not go online and pay $10 for a mask just to style it. But now I am here doing just what I told myself I was not going to do because I don't know when they're going away.
0: Do you wear your Sup Babe mask? Yes. Yes, I do but it's been getting dirty. Okay, well, I need photos of that.
1: Oh, I'll send them right away.
0: <laughs> you have to wash it. But yeah, wear it and tag us. We want to see it. And we have, if anybody wants a subbit mask, we have more, just get in They're the so DM. cute. They're
1: so cute.
0: <laughs> yeah, so 2020 has seen more people reporting mental health issues than ever before. You know, we've kind of talked about this before on our episode, How Are You Really?, with Katie Cole. Um, so if you guys want more and more in-depth analysis of mental health issues going on right now, that's a great throwback. We can link to that in the show notes. But a new study from Total Brain found that 83% of women have in- experienced an increase in depressed moods. I believe it. Yeah, right. Stories of fear tend to peak anxiety. So it's not surprising And excessive news consumption has also been found to cause stress and lack of sleep. That's even from the American Psychological Association. This stuff is real. These numbers aren't made up. Like, you actually, your body is actually feeling the effects of all the stress of 2020. What's interesting is that every year can technically feel like the worst, though, because our brains have a tendency to judge our present states more harshly than our previous states. Basically, we have like a positive bias toward the past. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
1: Definitely. Because in the moment, you're always just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be going through the mud. But then once you get through it, you're like, wow, I was was strong and I got through it. And it wasn't that bad if I could get through it. So I think that is definitely makes a lot of (laughs) sense.
0: For sure. Like we think about like 2018 as being easy or whatever compared to 2020. But in 2030, I don't know. Do we think it's gonna stick? Do we think 2020 is still gonna leave its mark?
1: I don't know. I feel like you we never know what's gonna happen in the future and we progress so much as a society and things are gonna exponentially just go in different directions. So it's honestly a toss-up. Who knows? But I'm excited because I think great things can happen. I also think bad things can happen, but I'm just going to ignore that for (laughs) now.
0: So I was, I was doing some research the other day, just kind of curious, like, is this actually the worst year in history? Have you had that thought or is it just me who wonders random things like this?
1: Oh, I definitely think that too, because we've been locked up and mental health has gone up or just being just emotional and emotions and just everything is at an all time high. So I just think that while there are other times that have been tough, I think that this isn't a Weekly tough time for everyone, but we're also all in this together. So that's the way I look at it.
0: So, have you? So, I basically wanted to Google to see what other years were worse than 2020. And surprisingly enough, lots of people have written about this. (laughs) So, in 1918, it was arguably worse 50 million people died from the last flu pandemic, the Spanish flu. And then apparently, this is another year that really stuck out to me, in 536 AD, there was an Icelandic volcano that erupted, putting most of the Western Hemisphere in a foggy darkness for 18 months. 18 months it was dark. It looked like night when you woke up, and it snowed in the summer.
1: (laughs) Mm, It's a no for me. I hate snow, and I hate any weather under 50 degrees, so...
0: Might be a worse year than 2020, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're right. 2020 is bad. Mental health issues have skyrocketed. 1.5 million more adults are reporting mental health illness this year than ever before. Youth mental health has worsened. People looking for help has skyrocketed. People struggling with loneliness and, and isolation is very real. I mean, even I have... have dealt with that too. And I mean, I spent the last six weeks in a very severe quarantine for a work project. And it reminded me how miserable March, April, and May actually were.
1: Well, I just think that those topics are always so taboo and everyone's just like, oh, you're depressed or, oh, you have mental health issues. But now that the pandemic has happened, I've just seen so many people, whether they've been my friends or my close family members, or even like when my parents and I go out to eat, we have this waitress and she's just at the same place all the time. We know her, and she's so bubbly and she's just so nice. And we were just we hadn't seen her in the longest time. We finally went back to our favorite restaurant, and she was just like, you know, like we're just doing the best we can right now. But honestly, like I'm not a depressed person, but I was depressed, and like yeah. honestly, like I'm been more comfortable with talking about things like that, because I feel like the pandemic has made everyone realize, like, even my closest friends, like, we've all struggled with mental health. But like, that's just life. Like, we always go through things like that. But the pandemic has made that such a commonality that, yeah, it sucks that we're all going through this. And we all have those thoughts of depressing thoughts or like, loneliness, but we're all going through it together on a certain level. And I think that if we can all just like, accept that and like be there for each other that's the biggest thing you can do reach out to whoever you think just reach out to whoever
0: so what you're saying basically is that the on the bright side the pandemic is normalizing discussing mental health making it a part of the conversation making it less taboo and helping people have honest open communication around it right Right. and and that
1: i think you're lying if you you're saying that you haven't gone through any of those things to a slight degree throughout this pandemic. Or you oh, might I'm just sure be really everyone lucky. Everyone has. Or you just might be really lucky,
0: but I'm sure everyone has because if you think about it, I mean, most of us know somebody who lost somebody during COVID too. You know, so there are so many ways. Most of us know somebody who lost their business. Who lost a friend or a family member? Who, you know, so if even if you're just thinking about that, and then you're not even worrying about the isolation and the change in lifestyle and the change in work environment and the lack of social interaction and hugs, you know, like all things that genuine, gen, like that make us human. Touch
1: is a thing.
0: Right. <laughs> it's a thing that makes us human. It's a part of our happiness, you know, as a society is being able to touch each other. But The good news is that with a vaccine, hopefully we'll be hugging like, I was going to say hugging like rabbits. What is It's like fucking like rabbits. I think people say that in Um, (laughs) in 2021. I don't know,
1: but as long as we don't have to do that weird elbow thing, I'm fine. Yeah. I went to my hairdresser and she just like, was like, I'd give you a hug, but, and then she stuck her arm out and I was like, no, let's not. Yeah, like
0: I don't want to elbow bump. I 100% agree. That's hilarious. People have done that to me too. And I'm just like, no like no, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to be that awkward. It's just not it's not necessary. <laughs> you know, the elbow the elbow bump just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't get like a serotonin boost from it, you know.
1: Yeah, it's funny <laughs> though. So
0: So guys, what we really wanted to talk about today, we figured we would just have a moment, bitch about it, get it all out, talk about how fucking shitty this year was, and then turn it around and talk about our best strategies to help you unfuck your life in 2021. So these are just things that I have, I've done before. And I think Sonia has done a lot of, used a lot of these techniques too. But I think one thing that we should do every time we go into a new year, whether it's a pandemic and a total utter shit show or not is you know be really real about what you need to leave behind be ruthless right so really think to yourself about the things that aren't serving you in the year you know when you look back at your year what were your shortcomings where did you fail what do you not feel proud of you know and and it could be personality traits it could be relationships with colleagues it could be your job it could be relationships with friends or family members and how can you Pivot either those relationships or circumstances to either serve you better or just cut it out, right? What about you, Sonia? What are you leaving behind from 2020? Let's each give an example.
1: So it's a bit of a work in progress, but for me right now, I'm trying to shift my main focus on me. Obviously, I'm in, I'm about to graduate college and I'm just like, okay, like, yes. My life is centered around me, but at the same time, I really want to do that in the most selfless way to myself. I want to make sure that, you know, eyes are just always on you at all times, whether you think it's the spotlight effect or not. Like, I have parents that are concerned for my well being, and like a lot of times, too, being in Generation Z, we think that things matter on social media and this and that. And while they do to an extent, I'm my goal is to not so much, to not just let outside forces affect me and really like just drive with what my goals and aspirations are. Smart. So that is kind of what I'm leaving behind is other people's opinions.
0: So you're going to, you're going to be more resilient to other people's opinions. You're going to be more impervious to being, uh, to letting negativity soak in.
1: Yes. Being more grounded with my
0: myself with what matters to Sonia with Sonia's values I like that that's great and you brought up something funny too do you think that Gen Z is all like that the image that everyone's self image in your generation is tied to their social media likes to their TikTok hearts to their you know is that like a thing that you think is more prevalent
1: I think it's definitely a a tough line because yes and no I think it takes more um understanding to realize that yes that doesn't mean much and i think if my generation kind of looked at those things on social media tiktok instagram twitter as like just like dessert almost in a sense like they're just additions to our lives yeah they're a way of life now but like they mm-hmm. aren't the end all be all like everyone knows your instagram is your highlight reel like i don't expect my friends instagram to to show the fights or the um, how her, they really are. Yeah. Or like her studying her butt off all all finals week. Like those are just, it's almost like an artwork form. Like that's her page and that's right. how she represents herself, but that's not the full picture. And like, I feel like we have that understanding now, but I think that we also do still have that Gen Z aspect of like caring too much of our appearance or how we are viewed. But I think like, it's very possible. And I think a lot of people in my, generation now are understanding that that's not the end all be all, but I still think we got some ties to holding on to that too much.
0: Interesting. Okay. That, that was, I love that you called it dessert. I think that's a great way. Like if we all saw social media as dessert, like with dessert, you don't want to have too much. You don't want to overstuff yourself. If you overindulge, then you feel sick. Right? right. So I love that analogy. I think that's really smart. Um, so what am I going to leave behind? I am trying to, to leave behind this like deep seated, deep rooted need I have to do the most. Like, I am always striving to the next thing, trying to grow faster, trying to do more, trying to take on more projects. And I think it's become kind of like an addiction, like a work addiction, but also an addiction to just consistently up level myself. And in that consistent up leveling, like, basically, in the last five years, like I barely dated I dated one person for like nine months and that was the extent of it. and like my ovaries are fucking drying up, sweetie so I I am really trying to leave behind my need to do the most and like do the least some days. yeah, you need like that. I, I think I need to learn to be okay with like waking up on a Saturday and being like, I'm gonna do the fucking least today
1: you deserve it. Like, I just think that's what life's about. And I feel like sometimes I take that to an extreme and I'm just like, okay, I need more of a break or I need more of this. And then I have other forces in my life, whether it be my friends who are like working really, really hard with their studies or my parents that are like pressuring me about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, wait, do I need to like rest less? But then I'm like, no, like I'm, maybe I'm good at time management. Maybe I'm good at organization, but then it also is a good checkup. And wake up call to be like, OK, don't rest too much. But also, like, maybe you are a little bit good with having that balance. Yeah, I mean, I, so it, though, there's I no balance. Is-
0: I have no balance. My drive <laughs> is out of fucking control. There's absolutely no balance. But my ovaries have literally been coming to me in dreams like we want to be with you. We want to make babies. <laughs> so, like, I know, like, if I am dreaming about my ovaries, this is not a joke. Like, I can't even make this up. Right. Where Where going I come up with that. It's clear that my insides are literally like yearning for more balance in my life. So I, and I, I don't, well, that must be a sign. I don't exactly know how to get there, but it's just going to be a work in progress that I, you know, I just tried to leave behind some of that need to do the most and just be okay with me, right? Be okay with the day that I did the least kind of like today. I mean, I'm wearing sunglasses on this podcast recording because I drank too much champagne last night. So... (laughs) Okay. So number two, thanks for sharing that Sonia. I liked everything you had to say on that. So I'm going to, we will both share on all of these and, and just talk you guys through some of our own personal experiences and maybe you can relate and maybe you can't, but, um, at least, you know, it gives you a little bit of a new perspective. So number two, set goals, but don't future trip. Gabby Bernstein talks about this a lot. If you guys aren't familiar with her, she's kind of a spiritual guru. Um she's a lot of great books could be something fun to look into over break if you're looking for some new reading. But she talks about how I mean so okay, so let's define what is future tripping, right? Do you know what it is, Sonia?
1: Um, maybe holding too high of an expectation
0: for yourself in the future. (laughs) So, close. (laughs) Close. By the way, are those blue light glasses or sunglasses?
1: No, they're my Britney Spears glasses.
0: Okay, because one of the other... Sophia, one of our other interns, was wearing something just like that, and I used to have those with the little Chanel C's on the side, and I, like, literally gave them away, and now I'm so sad because... they're clearly These are for like two bucks. So they look so cute on you. All right. I'm, I'm Jeez. done flirting with my interns. Okay. So, <laughs> so future tripping, let me define this for you all so that, you know, if you know what it is, then you can be aware of when you're doing it. It's worrying about some outcome that may or may not happen down the road. I mean, also it's kind of just like a fancy word for anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. What is anxiety, right? It's worrying about things that Probably aren't even going to happen, right? But you get so wrapped up in the worry. And obviously, some people have, you know, anxiety that needs to be treated by a medical professional. But I think the pandemic has given everyone, regardless of their current mental health status, anxiety, like for sure, just about, you know, getting sick, wearing your mask, washing your hands. I mean, just, there's so many nuances and new things that we have to worry about in our daily lives that I think probably truly nobody is free of anxiety altogether at this point anymore. But future tripping is it's like, it, it happens, uh, it, future tripping can happen with goal setting, right? So that's why I wanted to talk about this in relation to goals because goals are incredibly important. If you don't set goals, then you don't have a roadmap for where you want to get in your life, right? So you need to set work goals. You need to set professional goals. You need to set personal goals. You could set lifestyle goals. You could set spiritual goals. You could set friendship or charitable goals. I mean, you can set goals in every area of your life. And I encourage you to, because one thing that I've noticed, I'm a big goal setter, right? You guys all know I'm fucking nuts. I'm super type A. I'm super motivated and driven clearly because I can't even sleep without my ovaries telling me they want a part of my life. But, um, like with goals, you'll notice when you go back over them the next year that if you are diligent about setting realistic goals in lots of areas of your life, you will achieve many of them. You know, just naturally, your body, your subconscious, especially if you read them regularly or you work some of them into your affirmations or your morning routine, however you're journaling, however you you do, however goal working your goals into your life works for you. You'll notice that you're able to find little ways here and there, you know, to achieve them, that new opportunities that you didn't think of before will come to you and it'll spark something. And you'll be like, oh, here's an easy way that I can achieve this charitable goal that I had. Let me do this. Let me jump on this now, you know? So part of setting goals is really telling your subconscious, like, hey, I want this, and then working to make it happen and also letting it happen. So, Gabby Bernstein's point about, future tripping is set the goals, but don't stress about them. Don't worry about them. Don't have anxiety about them. Don't, and also don't make the goals so large and intangible that you don't even believe that you could succeed. Right? Mm -hmm. So bite off smaller little actions, right? Take some little step every single day in the right direction, rather than harping on, I want to get 100,000 followers. How the hell am I going to make that happen, right? Can you get 10? You know, can you post a funny meme that gets 100 views and hashtags? You know, take it. So how can you get really micro, right? Like the example people always give is reading a book, right? If If you're a bad reader, a slow reader, you never make time to read whatever it may be. If you just start with one page, most people can find one minute to read one page in a day. And then you can slowly build your way up to a goal of a chapter a day or whatever your goal may be. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think it all comes down to being able to have those big goals, writing them down, but then also having those smaller, more consistent or like short term goals on another piece of paper or on another notes tab and having those more consistent in your brain Correct. because then they'll help you work to those bigger goals without pressuring you every day or reminding you why you haven't made your big goal, a thing yet.
0: Exactly. So what you said right there is pivotal. I think I want to make sure everybody heard that. So you have two separate lists of goals, right? You know, here are my overarching life goals in these different areas and they're big, right? You want to stretch, you want to reach for the hills, you know? And then you have the goals, maybe your weekly goals, right? When you write, I write goals when I write my to-do list for myself each day and each week. So you can have smaller goals there that you can, that are actually much, um, much easier, easier to accomplish that help you on your way to believing that you can have that big goal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. So what what will you share one of your goals, Sonia, for 2020?
1: My goals for 2020. Let's see. Just like
0: one of them. It doesn't even have to be.
1: My goal is to get a job that I enjoy in 2020. So for me, I like I said with the two different goal sheets in my notes, I'll write my goal like you don't even have to do overarching goals for the whole for your whole life but for me each semester in college or each half of the year I'll put my fall 20 or my spring 2021 goals and I'll have everything that I hope to accomplish or hear about or come like just everything that I want to come about in that period of time I write down and then in another notes tab in my phone I will write down other like affirmations or intentions or things that I want to happen, maybe like next Tuesday night or like, um, a person I want to hear from over the weekend. And then I'll be able to like cross those things off the list as I go. And it'll give me more confidence that if I can accomplish those little things I can accomplish, or I like to say manifest the bigger things. So for me, that's how I look at it. Smart. And I think that's helpful if anyone else
0: like that. That's smart. I think that's that's intelligent the way that you're doing it and something that you said there is also super important that crossing your smaller goals off the list builds confidence, builds your belief in yourself and your own abilities to get to that next level whatever that may be for you. Totally agree. I've done that. I always love going back to and like I put them in notes so that I'll move them to like I'll move them from my goal list over to my successes tab. And I always love that. that is the yeah. coolest feeling like going back into my goals six months a year later and having like five out of 10 of them or this last year I had like seven out of 10 move into my successes list and I was like, whoa, like I'm kidding. The process is getting faster, yeah. right? Like I'm doing something better, but I've been diligent on this for a long time now.
1: And even when you're like starting to feel down or you feel like you're not achieving enough, I go back to those things that I've succeeded in. And I'm like, okay, if I can do that, if I can make that my reality, if I can accomplish those things, who's to say I can't accomplish those other things. So say I want to accomplish a little thing next Tuesday. I just want to get dinner with a friend. I will write that down. And then if, that happens over the next week, I'm like, wow, I made that happen. And yeah, that's a tiny little thing, but your mind is powerful. And if you can make that little thing happen, you can make the bigger things happen.
0: Totally. I love that. That's, that's also smart. Oh God, you were definitely the right sup babe squad <laughs> member to do this with. Cause you do this in your natural <laughs> life and you have so much insight for somebody who's still in the beginning phases of becoming a young adult you know and I think it's impressive I think I wasn't as goal-oriented if I'm being honest when I was your age when I was in college when I was in my early 20s I kind of just like flew by the seat of my pants and like good shit just always tended to show up for me because I have a good attitude like you and but like now I realize like I need to be much more specific right because there are just big, big things that I want. So to get, to attack bigger things, you need to like have a plan, right? You have to have a strategy. And so that's what we're talking about here. So I'll share one of my personal goals and it's working from a place of rest. I still don't even know what that means. People talk about it all the time. <laughs> I have a friend who's always Not talking being about it. Stressed out <laughs> yeah. all the time. I have a friend who's always saying it and she somehow made it happen after like a year of of really focusing on it and being more spiritual and studying her faith and meditating and all those things. And so I'm going to let her lead me into, you know, I guess it's really about finding more balance, right. That I I want to be able to not just have my career, you know, at this point in my life, I need to find that special someone too. And like start making some type of family situation happen.
1: It'll come. It will come. It's coming. It will. And it'll show up at your doorstep. (laughs)
0: So number three is put on your rose-colored glasses and write your story for next year. So this one is really cool. And I don't know if everybody does this, right? Obviously, everybody writes goals. I think that's a pretty common thing that if you are a person who cares about your growth, you write goals, right? And if you're a person who doesn't care about your growth, you're probably not even listening to this podcast. (laughs) So for, for this one, I think it's It's really different because it feels so empowering to actually pen the story of your future self and your future life and what all of those details are like, how you feel, what you do, where you live, who you're with, how much money you make, what projects you're working on, what things you've manifested in your life. So for me, I read my future story first thing in the morning and then every night before bed and I feel that sense of joy and excitement for it like it's kind of like it's already mine you know even though most of that in the story because I just wrote it recently isn't mine yet but I feel like that person who has all of those things does that make sense how I'm explaining it and it brings me joy
1: because you're setting you're like setting yourself up to be in that spot like you're there mentally you just like. Everything all the other got forces just need to come into play and you're like ready, you
0: know exactly and you can't walk into a new you or a new life that you can't envision for yourself, you know, so it's like i'm preparing right. myself to walk in the footsteps of future nicole who has it all as you should <laughs> sorry if it was an instagram <laughs> post i would have like all these claps in here already and i was like does this does it work this way on the podcast um so here's a whatever you want
1: in your life, you deserve to have. So just be unapologetic and ask for whatever you want and work
0: for it. Have soon. you ever written your own future story?
1: Oh, all the time. I like have a diary or a journal from freshman year of college, and I just would write down everything that I wanted to come, like to be, and everything that I wanted to happen. And a lot of things have circled back around, even all the way till senior year. And um, it's just like very cool and satisfying to see that I've, like, my train of thought evolved and some of the things that I don't value as much, like, didn't end up showing up in my life and I'm happy they didn't. And then yep. certain things that I, like, didn't expect to, like, show up, but I, like, because I was consciously thinking about it freshman year of college, they just, like, showed up at my doorstep and I was like, oh, hi, I'm glad you're here.
0: It's so powerful, too, right, to be able to go back and read those goals or that journal post about your your future story or whatever and take that moment, like, you know, we're all so caught up, right? We're all working so much from Zoom, from home, it's extra hours, it's exhausting, we're on social media every other minute that we're not working, like, we're so caught up with ourselves, with our lives, that, like, we often don't take the time to realize, like, where we came from. There's something so powerful you know, in seeing all of the things that you've manifested and brought about in your life that you have to be grateful for that you can be proud of. Like, I mean, they're like, I have busted my ass for so many years that like, I often forget, like, I am a girl from Missouri who had big dreams of living in New York City since I was 12 when I visited here for my birthday. And nobody thought, Nobody, my parents were not supportive. They did not want me to move here after college, but I made it happen. I got that job and then they didn't want me to leave the corporate world, right? Nobody thought that was a great idea. And I made it happen and I built my DJ business. And then, you know, here we are on the podcast, which was another thing that was born out of the pandemic, you know, a horrible time, but it brought about something great, you know? And it's just funny because I think when you really do dial it back, peel back the onion, push back all the layers, we all have so much to be proud of, of ourselves. And we don't take right. the time to stop. We just write the next goal, but we don't sad. We don't relish in the work that we've already done,
1: right? Well, I think that everyone needs a reminder on this, that most people, most people won't applaud you for the, the path that you were on to get to where you are. They just applaud you for the results. So you have to be that person for yourself to be like, I made it through that path to get there because most people won't see that ending or see that path and all the little obstacles that you had to get there. They're just going to see whether you got there or not. So you have to be your friend and be like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You got through all those things. Like, good for you. Like you are so
0: strong. You have to be your own best friend. You know, like we were talking about in the episode with Taisha Torres from Dorothy B&Co, like giving yourself a pep talk. Right? Like, I'm going to be focused and fabulous today. Or like, I'm going to meditate and exhale the bullshit, chill myself out, etc. Totally agree. You have to be your own best friend in that sense. Because you're right. Most people don't recognize your journey they see the end results and they might be proud of you for that, but they're not thinking back to who you were 10 years ago because you're someone else now. You know, that person 10 years ago, Nicole from back then, it's like she doesn't really exist anymore, right? Now it's Nicole Rosé and she's had this full life and career already. And like, I've lived like 10 lives already in New York. And it's, it's like even the girl that was 25 that was a partner in a bar in Tribeca in 2010, like, it's like, I can't even like that person feels so foreign to me, right? Like I don't even really know her anymore. Although obviously there's pieces of her deep down inside of me, but it's like, I have evolved so much from then. you know, it's funny though. So th- it's actually funny that we're talking about this. Someone I posted an Instagram yesterday and one, of like a guy that I knew in high school that I don't speak to regularly, but I've checked in on him a couple of times. Cause I know he was kind of struggling during the pandemic. And I, I try to you know, think of people and pray for people where I can. But he wrote on the post and he was like, Your glow up is so real. I remember being at your house for parties in high school and you putting on your mixtapes and here you fucking are. And I was like, Wow, thank you for saying that. <laughs> that was a good reminder. But you're right. Most people don't think that way. They just see where you are and they might applaud you there. And you're lucky if they applaud you there, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, like, you got to be your backup because you're always going to be there for yourself. But unfortunately, not everyone's always going to recognize when to be there for you.
0: For sure. And another thing I would add to that quickly on writing your future story is after you do that, after you write out your story, put it in your journal, put in a note in your phone, put it somewhere by your bed so you can read it before bed and in the morning and what you can do too is make a mini vision board that I make mine every year in Canva and I put it on my home screen. So I'll like pull an imagery of like all the things that I want. in the next year, all my goals, all the things I want to manifest and bring about in my life. And then you're looking at it every time you see your phone, you know, you can see all these things. Like, I mean, in my, uh, let's look at mine. let's see what's in there. Is there anything cool in there?
1: Or you could even do it with the lock screen or your yeah home my lo- screen my lock, lock screen
0: It's on my lock screen and my home screen. So Rose Rockers was a part of it, and I don't know if I don't know if she will survive the pandemic. That's with a whole Maybe. a whole new set of complications with multiple factories overseas and whatnot right now. But DJing was also a part of it, and you know, unfortunately, that got traded in for podcasting. But that was a big part of it. I wanted to do more travel and I am about to do more travel and go move down to Florida for the winter, which has been a goal of mine for 10 years. So finally coming to fruition, my dog is a part of it and he's still alive. He's healthy. He survived cancer, or hypothyroidism, hypertension. I mean, he has had all the things during COVID. He's a tough pup. A tough pup. He and he is making it out on the other side. and that is seriously a gift from God. I'm like still shocked about that. The fact that he's alive after all of this at his age. And I wanted to manifest more family time in my life. And then I got four months over the pandemic, kind of out of work, hanging out with everybody in Columbus, which you guys know, cause I've talked about on the show, which I just, I never had the opportunity. I mean, since high school to live near my mom and my sister and aunts and uncles and cousins and Little nieces, it was like a gift too, you know? So it's cool when you make that little mini vision board and you look at it every day, it helps remind your brain to find ways to make the things that you truly want happen.
1: So, in addition to the notes app and like writing down goals, another way, if you're a more visual person like me, I like to bounce back and forth with that and Pinterest. And I'll have like a treasure map or like a storyboard and you just add pins that you like. And it's so easy and it's more fun than typing things out. And then as I manifest certain things, I just put it into a success board and it's, and it can be that it can be tiny things. Like it doesn't have to be big goals, but one time I was taking a picture with my friend and I realized that I took the same exact picture in the same exact position as I saved on my storyboard.
0: That's and weird. it was just
1: like little things like that that like get me going.
0: That's cool. Yeah, no, I like I I think there's something powerful about it not just being a journal entry or a note but also having a visual component. So you and I are essentially doing the same thing, right? You're you're just doing it in Pinterest and I'm doing it on this like mini vision board on my phone. So you know, there's so many ways to use these techniques, guys. I think that's a really good point. You can do whatever feels good for you. If something feels too overwhelming for you, chunk it down a notch. You don't have to do all of these different things that we're talking about. You can just pick one, you know, and even that will set you off in a better place for 2021. Um, so the last one, I know we're, we're getting a little long today, but the last one that I want to talk about is setting a schedule, for journaling, therapy, or meditation, or all three if you're feeling frisky or you're really fucking crazy like me. I mean, I do. I think I, d- I definitely do all three of those regularly. Um, not all of them on a schedule. I don't journal on a schedule. And I'm honestly so bad at dealing with my coach. Like I text him and I'm like, hey, you free today? And he's like, oh, I have time next week. How about that? I'm like, great. Sounds good. Let's get on the calendar. But I try to do it twice a month. So I am working on getting better about that. But meditation, I'm very regular on and it has changed my life. I wake up every single morning and the first thing I do for five to 30 minutes, depending on how long I have, what time I have to be out of bed, is the dog going to pee on me, like whatever's going on, will be meditate. And I've it's implanted in my brain that that's what I do when I wake up. So it becomes a habit, if you can tie it to like right after I brush my teeth, I meditate right? You can fit it into your daily routine where honestly, at this point, I don't even feel normal if I don't do it because I'm so used to doing it every single day. I didn't today and I'm a little off. Can you tell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to be really, really into meditation when I was like going through it freshman year of college. And then I realized that I would, I started getting scared if to forget to meditate and then it started becoming a chore. So then I kind of, after like Two years of doing that every night and every day. And it was taking up like at least 30 to 45 minutes of my time. I was like, okay, I know when you go into things, Sonia, you get extreme about them, but let's just take this a notch back. And then, so I ended up honing it down and then I just stopped. But I do think that now that I'm like more stable in a sense with meditation, I think that it's beneficial because I've done it like, I think I've done it maybe a few times this year, which is not a lot, but. It really just made me feel so much more calm and better. So I think that maybe it's sure. finding an easy medium about it and not thinking that it's going to be the end all be all, but using it as like a tool to help you just like relax instead of like,
0: Instead of it actually then stressing you out, it's actually then, you know, so I think you bring up a really good point. So with all of these things, even like working out, right, having a schedule and some type of a routine is helpful so that your brain just remembers to do it, right, so that it can become a regular practice. But when you stray from the schedule, don't be hard on yourself. It's useless to do that. It makes you resent the activity. It makes you resent yourself, it sets you up to have yeah. a bad day, especially if this is occurring in the morning. So what you, when when you were taking it to that level of extreme, that's not healthy, right? That's not that you're then you're taking a tool that is good and a, has, will have a positive impact on your mental health and you're turning it into something that's now degrading. Your mental health it's degrading your spirit and it's degrading how you feel about yourself because you feel some type of way that you didn't get to meditate that day right for me like today like I didn't get to it today you know what all good I'm not going to be hard on myself about it I try to do that with the gym too I I do think it is a little harder when you're like in the fucking workout clothes and you realize that you didn't make it there and you're just like really yeah really bitch Mm. (laughs) like you sat in a fucking sports bra you sat in a fucking sports bra all day and you couldn't even run for 10 minutes you couldn't even (laughs) do a sit-up you know that that Uh, i get annoyed about still working on that but but yeah no i think you bring up a really good point and it's it's that we have to release our anger with ourselves we're not perfect We're all just human beings, you know, and human beings as human beings, our goal should just be to do the best that we can do and to understand that we're not perfect and we won't always be able to give 110%, but on the days that we can, we will. You know, it's funny, my manager, shout out to Roanne, my manager actually, she said something to me recently when I was like mortified over like a business negotiation where I had missed something in a contract and I, I was really really stressed about it. It was like, we're talking like, this is like a, like a $9,000 mistake. Okay. So I was like really stressed about it. I've never made a mistake like that ever before in my career. I literally owed her money on a deal that like, wasn't being compensated at the same rate that I thought it was. It was like not a good situation. And I had never made a fuck up like this before, you know? And I was like profusely apologizing to her because it's a pandemic and I'm very sensitive of everybody's needs right now too. You know, business hasn't been great for us. You know, we had tens of thousands of dollars of DJ contracts, just like disappear overnight, you know, and, and that had a serious impact on her. I'm sure, you know, so she said to me that it was so funny. I was thinking she was going to be annoyed with me or like mad about it or hold me to it or something. And literally her response was, do you know what we call someone who fucks up sometimes? And I was like, what? no what do we call that person are you me and she's like a human being
1: period yes that's exactly what it is you cannot be hard on yourself like yeah obviously that might have been a big mistake but we've all had our fair (laughs) shares of big mistakes and you just cannot beat yourself up because that's like the end of it all then
0: for sure totally agree and on that note we're gonna sign off we're gonna let you ladies go on and live your best life just to reiterate really quickly, and we'll have this on Instagram and we can try to drop it in the blog, but four ways to unfuck your life next year. Be ruthless about what you need to leave behind. Number two, set goals, but don't future trip. Number three, put on your rose colored glasses and write your future story. Maybe do a Pinterest board, maybe do a mini vision board on your phone. Number four, set a schedule for journaling, therapy, or meditation, having a schedule, doing these things to release some of your stress and anxiety will change your life. And on that note, if you loved what you heard today, girls, please remember to hit subscribe and we would be oh so grateful if you leave us five stars. It makes my day when I see that. So thank you so much. Um, you can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose. Oh my God, that's not even my handle anymore. You can add us on Inst- You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings at SupBabePod. Pod. And Sonia, say yours for everybody if they want to connect.
1: At Sonia
0: dubay
1: <laughs> o n y a D u b e.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Thank you for fixing that (laughs) grave step spelling mistake. Um, Okay. Now you guys know where to find her. And also one last quick note, we are taking a pause in January. We hope we've brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in on Mondays in the morning to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life.